Reza, thank you all for joining me today. Thank you. I was uh, exciting times. I was doing some research on you and everything. I love how your career, man. You've been going like st- going up slowly, but you're moving up there. Still so, yeah. You know, you know what latest project, the Chosen, as uh, Apostle Philip. We'll talk a little bit about that. But uh, the more research I was doing on you, man, I was impressed with your career. But one of the first things I want to know is uh, what made you get into the acting world? What pushed you into this? Um. Yeah, it's an interesting question. I think for me, uh, I was originally not planning that, not because I didn't want to, but uh, I, I had this dream of setting up a psychotherapy center uh, for young people. And because of that, I was uh, doing a lot of uh, psychology training. So I studied a lot of psychology uh, in London. I did a master's in psychology, I went to med school to go and become a psychiatrist. I did a second master's in like child developmental psychology wow. uh, I was on a different route and then it almost happened miraculously because I, I think I was always sort of very driven by art because you know my mom was a painter and uh I you know there was a, you know I, I played piano since I was nine I would like draw and write poetry and um I'd done acting in, in, in the, the schools I went to uh and I think when I was studying psychology I was doing regular acting classes more as a sort of um what do you say like a human apprenticeship i would say as a chance to individually explore the dark yeah. form of humanity um <laughs> so i guess that's how it started is, is is like that and then when i was in med school i took a pause um and it, it sort of happened like a path from god in the universe because mm-hmm. I, I took a pause there were some films happening and then they wanted me to train so i trained in drama school i came out of drama school and sort of serendipitously, exactly as I as I exit, they're making a Tehran uh, series, which is now on Apple TV, and it went on to do really well. And off the back of that, like you were saying, steadily, uh, I sort of never stopped working, which is a true blessing, and I, I know how lucky I am. So, um, And I don't think it was just me. I think it was a very amazing team I had uh, behind my back, too. So I am totally grateful. Oh. <laughs> So like going through like med school and everything, and then, you know, you take that turn into the acting world uh, as an actor now, like, what do you think has been like your biggest challenge or like obstacle in your acting career so far? And like, how do you overcome it? The challenge as an actor? Um, Well, when it comes to the actual work, I think the main thing is every job is, I guess, I mean, first of all, you, you don't really have a lot of control, I suppose. So there's a lot of surrendering that you sort of, the more you get into it, both artistically, I think, as as a main as a means of uh, preparing for a character. I think uh, the more you like, you know, some of the favorite actors I have, like Joaquin Phoenix, talks about this. That you don't really there's a lot of unknowns, and you you know you never know a character, and so that's something that as you as you do more work, you start realizing that the more you let go of the wheel and surrender artistically, it allows you to have more uh interesting discoveries and surprises which makes it interesting uh and creative and artistic um in terms of the actual journey as an actor is quite hard because it's obviously very uh unstable when it comes to like traveling and uh having to be like uh, in the last two years i've maybe seen my family in like bouts of a couple of weeks twice uh, and the rest of the time you know, you're across, you know, Egypt, Spain, Romania, you know, uh, U.S., uh, you know, shifting back and forth sometimes. Uh, you know, I've been all over the place. So, um, which is a blessing. But also, you know, when I go, I take the work seriously. So it's not there for like, I'm here to have a holiday. It's like, you're, you're there 
to give service to the character and the team that have, have put faith in you. So yeah. I was uh, I was last night I was studying your like your media uh your media kit and everything. And one of the things I wrote down here is like as a challenge as a natural, like with diverse backgrounds like yourself, how do you challenge that? Like how do you try to go above that and get that certain role? Yeah, I mean that's an interesting question. And that's also another a big, uh, I would say, goal or aim I have is to be seen as an everyman because uh, I sort of I spoke English since I was born, and like I'm I'm quite a obsessive weirdo when it comes to like accents, and uh, I go quite thorough when it comes to my research for cultures and backgrounds that are different. And I think uh, my personal approach is to to take as much uh, of it on my myself to be able to let the work do the talking. So like recently I got a chance to work as uh, the head of NASA, Ethan Marshall on a, on a show called Astronaut. And, you know, there I'm, I'm, I'm an every man. I'm not the sort of classic Middle Eastern. And you just make sure the job is done well. Make sure, make sure you're, you know, uh, people see that you're dedicated to the work for the job, for that job. For example, I, I studied a whole lot of physics when physics was my least favorite topic. I studied the whole of NASA. So I had something to, to contribute that, you know, as an artist is, is worthwhile and, and can be a good collaborator. I guess that's the best thing I can do is work at it from the level that's within my circle. So you mentioned accents. I got to ask, like, what's your favorite like accent that you enjoy doing? I got to oh, put you on this. I got to put you on the spot. It would be sort of a surprise because this was something I did as a kid that I would read page by page and I would like challenge people to like throw different accents at me, but not just accents, but like voices. So the voice suddenly changes. Yeah. Anything as weird as like, oh, or like the Kermits, the frogs suddenly, or like, <laughs> or like, you know, a stitch voice. And it's like, oh, I mean, you know, that's kind of weird stuff. But then there's also like accents that there's all sorts, you know, I, I do all sorts of European accents that would be very offensive if I tried right now. Uh, <laughs> I, I play with it and then I land it where it needs to go. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, what would I say? I mean, it's just plenty. I mean, Iranian accents are always interesting because it's kind of like I, I can play with it without seeming like I'm uh, being offensive. So I can really, you know, mess with that one. Yeah. So. As, a, as an actor now, like what's uh, what's your goal? Do you have like an ultimate goal role that you want to hit in your career? I mean, I love I love I mean, sure. I mean, I love working on complex, broken, traumatized characters. Uh, I don't really see it as a sort of antagonist protagonist thing. Uh, I like being seen as an everyman and getting challenges where you you have to work on something like because I'm, uh, you know, for the chosen, I read the whole of the Bible for Lolita. I read the whole of the Quran plus like cultural plus so on. So uh, I like getting chances where uh, there's complexity to deal with, uh, whether that's learning a new skill, whether that's, um, uh, you know, learning a new accent. Uh, working on a cultural background that I'm not familiar with or a historical time. Um, and then a chance to work with amazing directors. That's really the main thing. And amazing actors is sort of in my goal, you know, the it's, it's, uh, yeah. And I, I like, I like jobs about people and like mm. complexity. I like the sort of Thomas Vinterbergs and the Paul Thomas Andersons and the Yorgos Lantimos. Is a, a, yeah, a, yeah. Fellow Greek. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's step into the chosen. First of all, it's like this thing has got a massive following. How does it feel being part of a series like this? Um, insanely amazing. Uh, the main thing about it is exactly what you said. It's it's not just the following; it's the 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 type of people that follow it. Because 
you know, I, I, they call it the chosen family, and and it's they've taken me with open mar arms as a, as a as a you know recast sort of character who's replacing uh, Philip. I mean, I received so much love from the whole of the fandom uh, in a way that you don't experience anywhere else. They literally like look after you um, at every step, and, and you know there could have been much more of a complex reaction to this but i've had support from the time we're shooting up until now uh, so that was amazing uh working with dallas is a true honor because he's a lovely man who sets as a leader a system of equality and, and love-based work uh it's not about ego and power um so it's that's you know part of the reason i think it has been so successful uh, and received well and the, the, then the great group of artists and the insanely dedicated team of crew uh it's it's kind of extraordinary people you know even the crew some of them have driven from the other side of of, of the states just to work on the chosen because it feels meaningful to them and so you know the person at, at the craft shop who's serving serving food is doing it with the sense that this is such a a, a meaningful uh, experience so there's a level of love there that's quite you know uh, unmatched for the for apostle philip now like what kind of description are you given for a role like this and how did you approach to, to play this um well the description is quite like simple i guess i mean it's usually something like a couple of lines and in this case it was something around like he's a house president or like what like the not house president like a school president body member uh right. and like something like uh he's like very uh what was it like esoteric a little bit about his history of you know being with john the baptist in the wilderness um if I remember that was so and, and an old soul which I think was you know yeah that was it and then in terms of how you approach it I think I you know I've been you know through through lots of training and and, and the people I aspire and, and study uh you sort of just try and find a hook usually so like for me uh, I, I trust intuition a lot more as as I've gone along I think I explained that unknowns are the best thing to become comfortable with so I think um you, you sort of go with whether it's a it's a core value or core feeling or for me it's almost like when the sperm met the egg what happened or like mm. you never stop asking questions you know why did philip go to the wilderness what was up with his own home uh you know what did he say no to to go to the wilderness and what does that mean in terms of what is he running from and mm. he going and so the exploration never stops and i think curiosity and and play is the sort of best approach to this type of work yeah. So as like one of the disciples of Jesus, you know, Apostle Philip's character, is there like a challenge with this character a little bit? Or how did you overcome if you had a challenge? A uh, challenge in terms of what? Like his character? Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, his his journey, you mean? Right. Um, well, he was basically, uh, you know, he. I think going back to what I said about the whole home thing, I think he, is, he escaped home to pursue staying with John the Baptist. And then, uh, you know, he found a father figure in him and he's, he's described mm -hmm. in the previous seasons. And now in this season, John the Baptist is being executed, uh, beheaded in the first episode. So no spoilers, thank God. Um, but, uh, but that's happening. And so you're, uh, you know, Philip is confronted with the situation where I'm with Jesus, which I've been waiting to, to get to because, I, you know, he was quite a easy easily convinced that he's the guy because john's been you know encouraging him to go to him uh, but at the same time his father figure in the material world is now decapitated so there's a very strong oscillance slash paradox 
that's going on where his I, for the way i understand it is like you know jesus and the sort of uh divine father is there but then the um uh, materialistic father or figure slash john the baptist is 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 dead so you're you're in pain you're mourning uh he can't be as available this year a little bit uh as he used to be as the kind of funny loving you know everyone together vibe um and uh he's going more internal because he's he's almost like deeply questioning where are we going in this path towards the divine and i think it's a transformational season for him you mentioned you read the bible did, did anything stick out after reading that before you jumped into this role um did anything <clears throat> i think reading about john was a big part of it uh john the baptist and it wasn't even just the bible but like the teachings of john the baptist was a big part of it i i, I was replacing philip so i know that the previous Philip had also done a lot of exploration into the Essenes and the sort of, which is a, a group of Jewish, uh, you know, people of the time that were kind of like monks that were, mm -hmm. would be very um, uh, much about like meditation and surrender. And, and, and so a lot of it was just interesting uh, lessons that you, you know, uh, you see variations of that in the modern day that are recycled in various formats, you know, as meditation practices and apps and so on. And it was interesting to find almost like the root and source of that material that it's been there generation after generation, you know, historically, um, not even thinking about it from a, you know, faith-based matter, but simply just that there are wonderful teachings out there that's so wise and so almost like calming and meditative. So that was a, a an interesting thing, um, and yeah, just reading the story and and learning that however you look at it, even when it is be it metaphorical or as truth, it has something to offer, which is uh, you know as as one of the oldest texts out there. So, mm -hmm. uh, what I mentioned earlier about joining a, a series like this too, like as an actor for you, like this is like a. This seems like it's a lot of work for a series like this. Does it take a toll on you? Does it make you tired after so many months being out there trying to film something like this? Um, I suppose so. And physically it is. It's very demanding. And and like you walk around and in the sun and you're doing, you know, you, you get a two minute scene, but that's happened like probably at least 30 times because uh, especially with the number of disciples on your poster, right. you have so many shots. So it takes a lot of time and there's sun and there's, you know, as someone who doesn't like snakes and scorpions and critters, there's all of that. Um, so uh, there's, there's challenges, but I think, uh, like I said, the level of like love that goes on and the sense of like deeper contribution and the, the, the fandom, which really have made this a transformational experience, it doesn't, for me at least, I've been very energized and maybe I'm still new as it's my first season, but I, I feel very uh, like fueled in a way that I've, I've never been fueled on a project. So, um, Amazing. Last question on the chosen uh, family and friends that have watched you on this. What's been their reaction? Um, I think what I find interesting is, is the same thing I was saying before, because I was a fan of the show from season one and now we're on season okay. four. But like, and so some of the closer friends, they're already known about it because I was a fan and I couldn't stop talking about it. Mm -hmm. uh, but like, generally speaking, people who do watch now, I think one of the things that is happening is uh, people wa watch it from all sorts of faiths and all sorts of backgrounds. Yeah. And, uh, I find that quite, like, quite a prideful thing. It's one of the things I value about The Chosen, that it's very inclusive and it uh it 
it's about the message isn't about uh try necessarily at least to me it's not necessarily about a faith debate it's more like how can you find valuable lessons from uh the story of jesus and the disciples that you can apply to the modern day that's what really first of all connected with me but also to the people i hear is they watch a scene between mary and matthew or you know uh, the two of the disciples struggling over something to do with ego and it's highly relatable and transferable to the stuff that we go through today and for me that's quite an interesting thing because i again because i'm psychology oriented i always say the underbelly is far more interesting than the backdrop you know we're all <laughs> at the end of it and uh, whatever angle you you come at it uh, there's always something to offer so yeah, you're right about that so um, now what's next for you now? You mentioned the Astro now. You got that coming out soon. Uh, and you mentioned about Lolita too also, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, reading Lolita is, and, 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 yeah, I'm very excited about that. It was it was a big honor to to work with Aaron Rickless. He's like genuinely been a hero of mine. And then to be able to work with him, he's super humble. Like with, with the level of gravitas of, of work he has behind his back, uh, he was so generous, loving, um, patient, and artistic with his approach. And I, I've never seen a man like that. And I learned more than just, uh, you know, directing and acting from him. Um, and I think uh, working with Golshifta Farahani and the Iranian young team there, uh, and also Zar uh, Mira Brahimi, but uh, specifically with Golshifta, because I got to work with her quite directly. Um, she was like my dream as a, as a kid to ever get to work with her. I thought if I get to work with her when I'm 50, I would be lucky. And uh, there I was. Uh, learning from uh, my guru and my, uh, you know, uh, biggest uh, dream actor to work with. Uh, so that was a quite a special adventure, as was the fact that you're honoring a historical time of, you know, where my parents were when uh, the universities were closing down in early times of the Islamic Republic. And uh, it, it felt quite surreal on, on all fronts, uh, representing that, trying to channel something also uh, about, you know, I played a, a Islamic Republic representative, but it was very interesting because he he wasn't there necessarily for the same. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to like leave it to people to decide, but it was quite oscillating between that and trying to relate to this uh, freedom fighting uh, professor, Golshifta Farahani, uh, you know, Azar Nafisi, who is, is, is trying to uh, teach love through the lens of literature like Gatsby or Pride of Prejudice. And, uh, it was very interesting to see that oscillation because I think he almost stood for a lot that we see in the modern day where, you know, do you go for your allegiance or do you go for love and freedom? Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Are these uh, planning to be on streaming? These projects uh, coming out? I, I believe so. I mean, I think uh, Lolita is going to come out eventually. Um, <laughs> as will the astronaut. And then once they're out, I think they'll probably make it to Amazing. Out of all these projects you've done, what's been like, is there one that sticks out the most, like it's your favorite or, or would, would you say it's all of them? It's very hard to say because all of them are very different and I'm very proud and, and grateful for all of them. Uh, I do say sometimes, you know, yeah, every every one of them is different, really. I mean, maybe Tehran was a, a bit of a special one as it was my first. And uh, again, like being exposed to like, uh, there was something about that. It had something very special because it, it had it has a very interesting message. Uh and also, there were so many Iranians in one place, uh, including the extras that were actual, like, uh, you know, uh, refugees in, in Greece that were, like, struggling. And you you, yeah. you, them and you can actually relate. It, it felt very sort of 
grounded and, and an opportunity to sort of collaborate on something quite special. So mm -hmm. maybe that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Reza, lastly, now, how can the listeners and the viewers that tune in follow you on social media, keep up with you for future projects, The Chosen? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, my Instagram is usually where I'm mostly active. Uh, so that's like Reza Diaco 93 uh, at whatever. Uh, uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out there, you know, wherever you find me. I, I like to I like to have interaction. So uh, if you say something, I will speak back. I care and I'm, I'm you know you you make this job what it is for me so thank you that's um, great Reza uh, I want to thank you for giving a few minutes today let's uh next project let's get you back on we'll keep talking thank you thank you so much thank you